Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, two man car, Ruben and Jesse. We're bringing you today uh, some some good information that uh, it, some of us in law enforcement, it's just, uh, it's been eating at us because of the politicization of the Department of Justice. So, Jesse, uh, good morning. How are you doing? Good, Ruben. Uh, reporting for duty, sir. Today's a big day. Uh, today, we need to go out and vote all the way mm-hmm. down the line, Republican, all the way down from the top to the bottom. And let's not forget that many men, <clears throat> I presume some women as well, that they shed their blood to establish the United States as a republic. And it's estimated that about 25,000 American soldiers died in the Revolutionary War. They gave the ultimate sacrifice to give the vote to hundreds of millions of Americans that we enjoy today. So don't squander the opportunity to vote for the Republican Party today. And I call this, Ruben, it's very simple. You're, we're voting for a party that wants to give us normal human policies versus a party that wants to give us insanity and nonsense. That's yeah. simple. It is. There's not one Democrat that I can think of that that's worthy of, of my vote, Jesse. I, I can't think of one. Um, that What they stand for is the diabolical and uh, it's evil and uh, it's given us what we've seen in the last two years. Uh, who would have thought that we would live through a time like this where they're, they're trying to indoctrinate our children, where they're trying to, uh, where, where there's just open borders. They, obviously, the goal is for them to, uh, is to take, turn those into voters. That's, that's why they just let them march in here. Exactly. Uh, and crime just riddling the streets every day, even in some of the best neighborhoods, you know. I think we live in a pretty good neighborhood over here. And and we're still hearing about some follow home robberies and things of that nature. So it's really disturbing. And uh, I mean, it, it, I'm sure if you weren't carrying your gun before, Jesse, you're carrying it now, right? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people are carrying it out here. Trust me. But yeah, uh, I got one in my truck. I got one in my wife's car. Got one. Yeah, it's they're, they're placed in strategic locations. Yeah. I just hey, well, let's sure jump you- into this, Ruben. This could. The, this uh, there's a great lawyer in California. She comes out on Fox News all the time. She's called her name is Harmeet K. Dillon. She's uh, <clears throat> she's got a law law firm called the Dillon Law Group. An incredible speech she gave at Hillsdale College uh, in September. It's uh, called the politicization of the Department of Justice. And here, let me just give you the the, the overview. We've seen state law enforcement that's been demonized by the left, by the Democrat left, uh, the whole defund the police nonsense, which has which has demoralized the average street cop. And it's also uh, the academies are empty and police departments and sheriff's departments can't even fill their vacancies or people that are retiring or people that are quitting. Uh, and so we have that problem. Now, federal law enforcement has been turned into a weapon of the Democrat Party. They've been turned into attack dogs. So law enforcement has, has, go, has gone through a horrible time under the Biden administration. So let's jump right into the article. 
Okay. Um, so the US, the seal of the US Department of Justice reads qui pro domini justita secutur, which means who prosecutes for lady justice. It depicts uh, of lady of justice as, uh, as familiar as, as they are instructive. She stands on blindfolded while holding the scales of justice. I think most people are familiar with that representing her unyielding devotion to equal justice under the law. Contrary to this ideal, the DOJ today appears to be increasingly motivated by bipartisanship, not by bipartisanship, you know, compounding the problem. It has access to the powers of the modern surveillance state as someone passionate about the constitution and the bill of rights. This is the, the, uh, the attorney who's writing this. She says, I believe there is no higher priority than addressing this danger and um, the, the tragic events of 9-11 marked a turning point in our nation's recent civil rights history. First, the terrorists attacked us, and then in the name of national security, we began to attack ourselves. It's become almost cliche to say that we live in a surveillance state, but, but we do. Ever since Congress, on a fully bipartisan basis, enacted the Patriot Act six weeks after the attacks on 9-11, the ever-present eye of the government has been searching for new and creative ways to spy on American citizens. The government has the technology to monitor all our electronic devices, listen to our phone calls, and has the technology to monitor all our electronic devices, listen to our phone calls, and read our emails and text messages, all under the auspices of national security. And Jesse, I, I'm a little familiar with this because, just face it, our narcotics investigators do this all the time with drug traffickers by getting court order to go up on a wiretap or they call it a title three order ruben course, i think it's i think this is by and large a good thing but it has to be used selectively oh yeah and to people uh that that merit uh this type of enforcement not to the average citizen in the u.s like mark hauk and others yeah and, and so of course there has to be probable cause you know spelled yes. out on, on affidavit valid if they're valid for 10 days without an extension uh the police are supposed to end surveillance of your phone after 30 days or or, ten, or a 10 day period without, you know, if they don't have the extension, whichever comes first. And, 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 you know, just about when you read about these big seizures in law enforcement, they're at most of just about every one of them are as a result of detectives being up on a wire, knowing who's bringing the following the loads here and there. And my wife worked both on the wire side and going up on phones and also on the surveillance side of following these bad boys. And taking them down, uh, and detectives they they also can retrieve open and unopened messages that are 180 days old or older with a subpoena, and so this is nothing new. Text messages are treated like emails, but the uh, the FBI can secretly conduct a physical search or wiretap on an American citizen to obtain evidence of a crime without providing probable cause, as the Fourth Amendment explicitly requires. Um, this is under that Patriot Act, and so you know. They, you know, there's still that technology too to cell tower triangulate, and it's very accurate method to determine where a person's been or is, and uh, or, or, and they also, they need a search warrant through to get to get that through to get access to that. But these are all things that law enforcement are doing on a regular basis with probable cause and and the need to do it. But as you mentioned, what the article is going to tell us is that the, the feds have just really gone overboard with this and uh, they're that, using this Patriot Act to uh, justify it. That's Go ahead, Jess. 
Now, it is bad enough to have a politically neutral surveillance state controlled by the national security crowd and the Department of Justice cousins. But take that panopticon and put it in the hands of an executive branch like Biden, willing to weaponize its reams of information against its perceived political enemies. And we've got a frightening problem on our hands. Laws such as the Patriot Act were designed to fight the unique problem of Islamic terrorism. But they quickly morphed into a mechanism by which the government keeps constant tabs on law-abiding Americans and threatens to disrupt their lives if they dare act contrary to those in power. And it's within this world of omnipotent oversight and control that the U.S. Department of Justice now operates. They have all the tools of surveillance state at their disposal and the only thing standing in their, in their way is an easy, in their way is an is an independent judiciary willing to enforce our constitutional rights. But we all saw how easy it is to spy on Americans, with virtually no judicial oversight, from the disgraceful episodes of broad surveillance applications, on flimsy and sometimes falsified pretexts against citizens such as Carter Page. Three examples that illustrate the threats we face from a politicized Department of Justice. Number one, the Department of Justice raid on Project Veritas journalists. Number two, the Department of Justice raid on a Mar-a-Lago former president. And number three, the Department of Justice efforts to undermine election integrity and chill free speech. This latest yeah. episode of, yeah. Ruben, comment? No, no, I was just going to say, uh, I know um, we're not going to have time to go through the whole thing, but it does bear mentioning that, uh, you know, Merrick Garland, he has, he forbid federal prosecutors from seizing journalists' records. And that uh, that's, that's going to come play big into the Project Veritas case because they went against that. And he's, he's right there in the mix of what uh, Merrick Garland is that, I would say he's that that woke attorney general that we have. Uh, yeah, you know that he he's still pissed off because he didn't become a Supreme Court justice. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So he has it in for Trump. Yeah, yeah. The article says. Uh, let me just go, go down a little bit. It says the latest episode of G Men Gone Wild. That's government men gone wild. Is not all that different from the FBI strategy before and after Trump's election in 2016, when the FBI was weaponized to investigate claims of Russian collusion that ultimately proved to have been made up by Democrat operatives. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, the raid raises serious constitutional objections. We'll continue talking about, again, the weaponization of law enforcement, which is something that's very sad because uh, we look to them. I mean, we look to them as the as the iconic role models and vanguards of society. But under the Democrats, it's been politicized, and the Department of Justice is just a shell of what they used to be in times past. We'll continue right. on this uh, this uh, f- incredible article written by... It's a speech actually given by an attorney in California, very good attorney, Harmeet K. Delon. She's, an, she's always on Fox News. It's called The Politic- Politicization of the Department of Justice. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, 
back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Do Matt Carr, Jesus 911 on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're talking about a uh, the DOJ, the FBI, these uh, federal groups that are have been uh, politicized by the Democratic Party to wreak havoc on uh, law-abiding citizens. And uh, it's just a shame. But uh, this attorney who puts give a speech, she actually, it says in the article, Jesse, that she actually did some work for President Trump. She's she's not yeah. re- representing him on the Mar-a-Lago case, but she has done a work for him. So um, where, where you were at in this article, we were just going to get into the, uh, or getting into the, the uh, Project Veritas. And it should be noted that uh, when they went, the, the DOJ went after him, he, they, they, they served about 19 clandestine subpoenas, orders and warrants. And uh, they were obtained from like nine different magistrate judges. And they ended up obtaining 200,000 Project Veritas emails from Microsoft and countless text messages and heaven knows what else from Apple, Google, Uber, and still unknown companies. And uh, so they, he's having the, uh, the, the CEO of, of, of Project Veritas, he's having to uh, fight and, and pay a lot of money to keep these things, uh, get a, a, a private, uh, a, like a, a judge or something to look at this stuff to see what's confidential. Cause they also had, could have some uh, attorney privilege, attorney client privileges. And then Jesse, it's all of all be behind that Ashley Biden's uh, diary. So uh, they didn't use it. Project Veritas did not use it, returned it to, uh, to the, uh, to the police actually, but they, uh, and, they, and they had every right to use it, but they were trying to verify the ascertain its veracity which uh, they couldn't to their satisfaction. So they, they didn't use the information in it, but uh, that's how journalism is done. You know, if you could substantiate something, you, you could use it. So go ahead, Jess. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the article says the fourth amendment provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the person or things to be seized. The American founders were intensely concerned about government intrusion, breaking into the homes of political opponents and depriving them of their possessions was common practice under the rule of the British king in colonial America. The use of general warrants and writs of assistance by the crown was the ultimate interference with the colonists' right to political and personal autonomy. Such invasions were so pervasive and so universally despised that the founders saw fit to ensure that the Constitution expressly forbids such practices. For over 180 years after the founding, the Supreme Court applied the Fourth Amendment's protections largely to places and things. Unsurprisingly, this meant that dwellings were given a heightened sense of protection against government intrusion. The Supreme Court has reiterated in the 1980 case, Peyton v. New York, that the, that the quote, physical entry of the home is the chief evil against which the wording of the Fourth Amendment is directed. 
Yeah, of course. That's the home is your castle doctrine. Mm-hmm. In addition, so, go ahead, Ruben. Now, so uh, in, in addition to where and what receives Fourth Amendment protection is the question of how the government can conduct searches and seizures without offending the Constitution. And searches are only permitted if they are reasonable. And, uh, and there's a reasonable standard when you look into the law. And, and a search is generally considered reasonable only when the government first obtains a properly issued warrant. Properly issued means the warrant must describe with specificity the places to be searched and the things to be seized, must be supported by probable cause, and must be issued by a neutral and detached magistrate. Taken together, this is colloquially known as the warrant requirement and is central to any honest analysis of the Mar-a-Lago raid. And so just when they use the reasonable standard, that is saying that uh, that there's more likelihood than not that you're going to find what you're looking for by going in there and, and turn, you know, turning over the, the place, you know, and, uh, but at its core, the problem with the FBI search of president Trump's home is its inconsistency with the letter and the spirit of the fourth amendment, the shroud of secrecy surrounding the probable cause affidavit used by the FBI to obtain the warrant prevents the public from judging whether the government had a valid reason for this unprecedented search. Even more, the list of places to be searched and things to be seized contained in the warrant application comprised a blanket sweep of the former president's entire private residence and offices, targeting any evidence supporting a potential violation of a handful of federal statutes that that are the usual suspects when it comes to politicized prosecutions. Hmm. So give me, let me give you an example of of the the when let's say you're looking for uh drugs and they're and they're they can come in small containers so it allows you to look in small quarters you know small drawer and little things but if you're looking for documents you're not going to be looking in a little uh you know drawer that's yay big that you know in your bathroom maybe when you put your toothpaste in it or or, or melania know. or melania trump's uh lingerie exactly <laughs> you know um so that that's where they just they made it. Uh, it goes on to say that they, well, this alone doesn't make the warrant defective. The Justice Department's just trust us approach to support the raid makes it nearly impossible to determine the legitimacy the legitimacy of the government's unprecedented actions. This leaves us no choice but to speculate. And based on the information publicly available, the DOJ's actions have all the trappings and appearances of a vindictive and political motivated fishing expedition. That's exactly what I thought it was when I, I saw it going on. Yeah. Common uh, sense. Common sense told all of us that there was, it was a fishing expedition against uh, the, the most hated de- uh, Republican in the United States. And they want to make sure that he doesn't run, run again in two years. And this is why they're trying to hit him with any charge and try to make it stick. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to play a clip, Jesse. If you if you think it's the right time to do it, it's just yeah. A, it's a guy that uh, has he's he's been on uh, different shows. I don't know his name. It's, the bloggers have posted his thing, but uh, it's it's a it's a fifty four second clip. Okay. And his his reason why the DOJ went after Trump. Let's well, put it right oh, next to your microphone. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, Ruben is getting a seat. He's getting yeah, a clip right now. I have this. Uh, okay. Let me. Let me get it back. Okay. Ruben is going to play first a 54-second clip of an individual who gives us a good, solid reason why they went after Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Here, here it goes. ...to the 
made of marijuana. Donald Trump had documents from his presidency about Crossfire Hurricane, the Russian investigation, which led to the Mueller report that implicated the FBI, the DOJ, and the Biden administration, and likely the Obama administration. Joe Biden wanted to classify those documents. He was unable to, because they were not from his presidency, without getting permission from NARA, the National Archives. Joe Biden then asked for that permission. They granted that permission. And then Joe Biden declared every single document from Donald Trump's presidency to be classified because Donald Trump lost executive privilege over those documents. So when Biden and his regime says that they were not involved in the raid of Mar-a-Lago, not only were they involved, but they literally created the path for it to happen. Bam. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Oh, the, the, the amazing the way the truth comes out little by little, Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's just, it's just criminal. And, and they, again, they're trying to cover up what was uncovered out of the FBI uh, in that, in, in that the, uh, the, the abuse of power that they did when they went after Trump uh, for the Russia collusion. And um, they're still, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I still think heads need to roll, Jesse, for for the crimes that were committed well, uh, well, under yeah, under the cover of the law. Well, today is a is a potential move in the right direction. If there's a red sweep across the nation, uh, the, Republicans could, the Republicans could at least take over the Senate and Congress. And in two years, if they take over the presidency, they can... Uh, investigate all these bad characters from the deep state because they need to be prosecuted. But I'll tell you one thing, if they get away from it in this lifetime, they're not going to get away from it in the next lifetime. All of this will come out at their particular judgment at the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm going to tell you, Ruben, if they don't repent, it's uh, not going to be pretty for them. They're going to experience eternal global warming if they don't repent. Yeah. Let's continue on the article. Okay, go ahead. While this alone doesn't make the warrant defective, the the Justice Department's just trust us approach is oh, you already you shared that already. Yeah, next, uh, yeah. Next program. As in as in the Project Veritas case, the judge in the Mar-a-Lago case has issued an order appointing a special master. In doing so, the judge pointedly observed that some of the resultant delay the government complains of is caused by the government's cutting corners, suggesting implicitly that the government abused the warrant process. As has been widely reported, the DOJ is currently issuing subpoenas to individuals who have dared to question the 2020 election results. This is occurring against the backdrop of, uh, of President Biden's vendetta against what he calls the ultra-MAGA Republicans. This is a type of behavior you'd expect in a third-world dictatorship. Included... And the DOJ's crosshairs are those who participated in the political process as alternate electors, those in Congress who voted against certifying the election results, those who organized or peacefully attended a permitted rally on the eclipse in Washington, D.C. On, on the January 6, 2021, even if they had nothing to do with the activities at the Capitol on that day. And those who have raised funds from donors with a promise to investigate and challenge election fraud. All of these activities have long historical precedence in our country and are protected by the First Amendment. Indeed, it was Democrats who challenged this presidential election results in 2000, 2004, 
in 2016. And in fact, in 2000, let's, let's not forget that two, uh, 15 House Democrats objected to counting Florida's electoral votes and several members of Congress called the 2000 election fraudulent and Texas Representative Eddie Bernice Johnson vowed that there would be no peace because of the allegedly stolen election. So the point is that the Democrats, they have a history of questioning elections. But when somebody on the other side of the aisle questions the election results, all of a sudden, uh, the Department of Justice comes after us. Yeah, your election deniers, you're, you're, you know, you lose your, uh, they they block you on, on social media, you know, they, they come after you big time. It, it should be noted, uh, just like the Bloomberg reports that the DOJ would likely not charging, they're not charging Trump um, with anything arising from the rate of his home until after the midterms. The effect of this is to create a cloud of perceived guilt running up to November 8th and use it that as political tool to smear pro-Trump voters and candidates. Because they don't, they don't have anything. I, I really believe that, that his lawyers are going to get him out of this. But um, anyway, in any case, that's what they're doing. Because if they had something, they would have right. come out with it already. Jesus 911, we'll be right back. Stick Don't go anywhere. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. St. Thomas Aquinas says, He who is not angry when there is just cause for anger is immoral. Why? Because anger looks to the good of justice. And if you can live in, amid injustice without anger, you are immoral as well as in unjust. Amen. Mm. Or as our Lord Jesus Christ says, blessed are those who thirst for justice, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In other words, we should not be happy when there's corruption, when there's uh, when things that are happening that are wrong, that are unjust. We should have holy and righteous indignation and righteous anger. And uh, again, our Lord Jesus Christ says we we should thirst for justice. I thirst, Reuben for the day that everybody gets what they deserve. If people yeah. don't want the mercy of Jesus Christ, that's fine. You don't want it, then I hope you get justice because that's the opposite of mercy. Every one of us at the judgment seat of Christ, we're either going to get his mercy or his justice. If you don't want his right. mercy, you've made your choice. You're going to get his justice and it's not going to go very well. Right. Blessed Miguel Pro, he said, we ought to speak, shout out against injustices with confidence and without fear. We proclaim the principles of the church, the reign of love, without forgetting that it is also a reign of justice. So there you go. I mean, there's a lot of saints that have spoken out on these these types of issues. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's pick it up. Uh, well, okay. Uh, we... In 2020, yeah, the election was rampant with reports of irregularities. Some of these reports were more accurate than others, but states were right to take appropriate steps to increase the security of their elections in the wake of such reports. And yet, from its first days, the Biden administration has been bent on waging an intimidation campaign against states attempting to bolster election integrity. Consider Georgia. The midnight ballot dump that pushed Biden ahead of Trump had all the appearances of manipulative ballot stuffing. That was followed by days of uncertainty about who won. Reports soon surfaced of massive ballot harvesting, illegal in Georgia, as well as deeply concerning evidence that Mark Zuckerberg funded nonprofits had placed 
personnel in election operations in blue counties with the effect of decreasing signature matching efforts. If you're not uh, up to speed on this, uh, Facebook or, or Meta as the new name for it has uh, been charged with something like 800 uh, violations of, of campaign funds, campaign campaign election uh, fraud. They they have to pay something like $24 million to Mark Zuckerberg. Well, that's a drop in the bucket for him, but right. his but his company has gone down. He's lost something like $70 billion because of the stock uh, and people are pulling out from uh, from Facebook. So, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. This guy's, you know, you you get what you, you, you play, you play with in the mud, you're going to get dirty. So he given one, the back. Yeah. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. He, I don't want to mention that he is one. Don't let that baby face smile fool you. He is one evil dude. Go ahead, Ruben. Exactly. Given the backdrop in which the 2020 election took place with new and expansive vote by mail procedures, it's not surprising that alarms went off and that many citizens questioned the final vote tally. So rather than allow this scenario to repeat itself in future elections, Georgia's legislature took action enacting a package of election reform legislation designed to bolster ballot security. President Biden denounced these reforms, which, as many commentators noted, made voting easier than in Biden's home state of Delaware, as Jim Crow 2.2, that's what he was calling it. The DOJ sued Georgia to block the new law and issued new guide, two new guidelines documents intended to put states, including Georgia, on notice of potential violations of federal election laws. It has used similar tactics in Arizona and Texas, and if you remember correctly, the baseball uh, all-star game was pulled out of Georgia and moved to Colorado because of this. So uh, all these uh, big agencies, you know, baseball, Major League Baseball being one huge uh, entity, they moved their business. And, you know, how did that affect Georgia? They, they stood, businesses stood to make a million or more, do- millions, I guess, of dollars from sales and all the things that go on with that the weekend of the of the baseball game and so they um they really did it into those people who really needed it those people in georgia and moved it to colorado which was ridiculous in my opinion that's right it's not just political activists who are subject to doj intimidation attorney general garland man it hurts me just to say that name <laughs> attorney general <sighs> garland recently issued a document prohibiting DOJ employees from speaking directly to members of Congress. This was plainly in response to at least 14 FBI whistleblowers reaching out to members of Congress, including Ohio Representative Jim Jordan and Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, about misconduct within the DOJ. Merrick Garland's action was highly improper, but it pales in comparison to the intimidation of of concerned parents at local school board meetings. Yeah, this this guy attorney, this guy Garland, he's a real piece of work. You had parents that were highly upset because you had drag queens, men dressed like female prostitutes, dancing in property and performing in in, in elementary schools as uh, as young as kindergarten, and you also had uh, again, you know, uh, uh, transgenders, well, same and drag queens, same thing that uh, were entertaining public school kids in elementary school, parents started complaining, and Attorney General Garland, this guy, 
basically sick the Department of Justice against these parents that were complaining. This is how sick the Democratic Party is. I'm going to tell you, the Democrat Party has, the way I like to compare it is, you got two parties, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. The Republican Party has like first stage cancer. Okay? They, they can be rehabilitated with what? With Catholic teaching, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with prayer. The Democrat Party, they have fourth stage cancer. Stick a fork in them, they're done. There is no amount of chemo that can rehabilitate that party. That party is thoroughly uh, the culture of death. It's a corpse. It's a cadaver. It's dead. The Republican Party, again, it's got first stage cancer. If, if, If there's a sweep across the country of these new Republicans that are coming in, this can be the chemotherapy that the Republican Party needs because we have a lot. We do have cancer in the Republican Party. Uh, yeah. What's the old guy in, in Washington, Ruben? The old guy, the, the, the Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. He would, yeah, him being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Susan Collins, uh, Murkowski. We, there's a lot of people that are that are the, the that are the cancer cells in the Republican Party. I hope today uh, we see a paradigm shift. The article says on October 4th, 2021, Attorney General Garland issued a memorandum directing the FBI to address threats at local school board meetings. That's what I just said. This was in response to a request from the National School Boards Association that the DOJ leverage the Patriot Act and wow. other counterterrorism tools to investigate moms and dads who were voicing their displeasure with school policies at school board meetings. Despite Garland's sworn testimony denying the use of counterterrorism tools to investigate concerned parents, whistleblower evidence tells a different story. Ruben, I was so embarrassed to see what, what it was local law enforcement. I forget what city and what state. There was a, a, a father that went to go complain at a school board meeting because his daughter got raped in the bathroom by a transgender. Yeah. They got sodomized, I think, too. And the father went to go complain. They called the police. I mean, this guy was obviously he was upset. They weren't doing nothing about. It. They weren't gonna. They were not gonna suspend the kid or terminate the kid and prosecute him. Right. And the the police they they took him down like if he was the bad guy, and hauled right. him off into jail. Remember I'm that, yeah. looking at that. I'm saying, what kind of a world do we live in, where right is wrong and wrong is right, good is evil and evil is good, black and white is white is black, and this is the world that the Democrats have given us in the last two years. Exactly, Jess. That that was despicable, and uh, they're they're doing it all over the country. So stand by. We'll hopefully, you know, this this election is gonna it's it's gonna give them a slap in the face. They're gonna the Democrats are gonna realize, yeah, this is they gotta listen to their constituents. The people want change. Crime, the border situation, the uh, inflation, gas prices, all those things. And and all they're put hanging their hat on is the uh, Roe v. Wade, you know, um, and, and call and just trying to demonize the Republicans, you know. So uh, going on, it says on October 20, 2021, Carlton Peoples, the deputy assistant director for the FBI's criminal investigation division, sent an email directing FBI personnel to use the tag UDU officials for all school board related investigations. <clears throat> Whistleblowers say that the FBI opened investigations into parents in every region of the country, these included an investigation of a right-wing mom 
based on her participation in a Moms for Liberty group and personal ownership of a gun. Another investigation was opened when a dad was deemed to fit the profile of an insurrectionist after complaining about school masks mandates. Unbelievable. So it's time to wake up to the danger. And this then, is the uh, good, this last section you're going to share, this is, this is, this wraps it up very well. Why we have to want to we'll pick it up on the other side of the break, Jess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, you're right. Um, yeah. You're listening close. to, yeah. You're listening to Jesus 911. Hey, go out and vote. So how is Ruben and Jesse voting uh, from the very top down? It's very simple. R, 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 R. And guess what? Any measure any 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 measure that asks us, we need more money for this bond. We need more money for this. Yeah. We need more money for that. Guess what? I always say no, no, right. no, no. They exactly. have Je- enough of our money, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you're doing by voting to give them more money, you're voting to increase the power of socialist government, and you're voting for the demise of your freedom and liberty. Exactly. Here in uh, the city I live in, they have a amendment. Uh, Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Got it. Oh, oh, okay. So I, I was just on still. I just said I was just gonna. I was okay. just gonna say, just gonna okay. say that uh, they're asking for money from our local uh, police department. They're they're saying that the police are asking you to vote yes on this, but on the other. Uh, I, when the, you you look at the other side, they've already got enough money that that the, from the the COVID relief fund to 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 get more law enforcement that they're not using. So they want to move that money somewhere else. That's right, exactly. We'll be back. Jesus nine one one, Maranatha, Lord Maranatha. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back to my car. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. All right, Jesse, let's pick it up. Um, Here, here's the... where she wraps it up. The lawyer wraps it up here beautifully. This is what we're trying to avoid under the present present. Biden, unelected Biden regime. She says, it's time to wake up to the danger. On November 11th, 1762, King George's men had a warrant when they stormed and raided the home of pamphleteer John Entick. They broke open locked doors, boxes, chests, and drawers and seized his private papers and books, all because the Crown suspected John Entick of fomenting political opposition against the king. If the FBI's raid on Project Veritas journalist homes or President Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago teaches us anything, it's that political oppression of the the 18th century remains a threat today. But today, in addition to brute force, our government has the power of the modern surveillance state. The attorney says, she ends by saying, as a graduate of the University of Virginia School, I would be remiss in speaking about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights without quoting Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the following, quote, the most sacred duties of the duty of, of a government is to do equal and impartial justice to all citizens, close quote. We must find a way to return our Department of Justice to that central principle 
of American constitutionalism is that as it carries out its duties in the name of liberty. Mm -hmm. It's getting to the point where the Supreme Court is also <sighs> very um, partisan, right? Just, um, can, can you hear me, Just I don't think I could hear you. Okay. Yeah, anyway, um, it, it's true that that when they, they they use these agencies, and I'll tell you the, the the four agencies that gives me heartburn: DOJ, the FBI, the ATF, and the CIA. Those are the four uh, alphabet soup uh, acronyms for these agencies that really uh, cause my cause my stomach to turn, and um, they are, are 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 it's it's causing uh, a bad name also. When you see these things happening, they're uh, they're an arm of uh, law enforcement, and so the the average you know uh, guy pushing a radio car in the street he he's affected by this as well because it, it they lose credibility when when the, the public sees corruption at the highest level, then they're saying well if it happens at these with these big agencies like that like the FBI was supposed to be the uh, the one that you you look to for to solving these you know very very difficult cases. Well, what's going to keep these small agencies from from going rogue and corrupt? So, I I really uh, I feel for those beat cops that are on the street. And um, anyway, oh by the way, Jesse, uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, comments on your when you were on the uh, the morning show Fox the other friends. day. Fox and Friends. Exactly. There a lot of people were. They didn't know who some people didn't know who you are, you know, and they were saying, who is this guy? He's got to be he's got to get into politics, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so there were other people who were saying that's Jesse, you know, and they, they, I also I, I, I love I love politics as a spectator, but not as a participant. Yeah. I yeah, I want to get to heaven, Ruben, and, and I think that would impede uh, my St. Paul says, work out your salvation if you're trembling. Yeah, it would probably it would probably work on my concupiscence, and I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's. What, but I'm very I'm very involved here in the Republican Party in Arizona. I'm very involved with the, the Kerry Lake campaign. I'm a part of a Cops for Kerry. There's a coalition. Uh, I'm part of Catholics for Kerry. I'm I'm I'm, I'm the co-chair, and I'm part of uh, Hispanics for uh, for Kerry Lake as well. So I stay involved, but uh, more as a spectator than somebody who's uh, who's a protagonist. What is her religious persuasion? What what is she? She was born. She's a she's the youngest of nine kids. Her mom was Catholic, an Irish Catholic, and her dad's Methodist. Yeah. So she says she just basically grew up, you know, going to both churches, or sometimes no church at all. Mm -hmm. uh, she's so she so she does have Catholic roots, and uh, now that I'm getting to know her more and more, hopefully she becomes our governor after today. Uh, she will be my project. Uh, to because right now she's an evangel she's a Protestant lo Jesus loving Protestant right now presently mm -hmm. you know she goes to a you know one of those big mega churches and stuff her and her husband mm. so she's definitely knows that Christ is Lord and Savior but uh, God willing that uh, my relationship God willing that she wins and uh, I get uh, establish a closer relationship with her because uh, uh, I care for her and I want to receive I want to receive the Eucharist because she's a Jesus loving Protestant. And if uh, you run across a Jesus-loving Protestant, you want them to have the fullness of faith. And she, and, right. she and, and it's there in her roots because her mom was an Irish Catholic. So, it, so it's there. The seeds are there. 
Uh, Jesse's going to have a juice card pretty soon, man. You... <laughs> can you imagine, bro? Know the governor? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, Jesse. So I was reflecting on this FBI story, and um, it, it it led me to look back at, at the uh, our the LA Sheriff's Department. You were still on the department, I believe, in 2010, 2011, right? Um, when the uh, they they were pinned with this obstruction uh, federal investigation that went in, into misconduct into the the county jails. Um, oh yeah, that's right. No, I read about it, Ruben. I was already go- I was already retired. You're gone. Okay. Yeah. So th- then the uh, the sheriff, the under sheriff, uh, Sheriff Lee Baca, Paul Tanaka, they got they got sentenced to prison, and and several. Um, uh, it was a captain and uh, some of the uh, couple of lieutenants and a couple of sergeants. I knew some of these people, and uh, they the FBI. They went in there. They sent in. Uh, you know, uh, they got a cell phone into the jails through a, a dirty deputy they bribed him some guy uh, you know he was uh, uh, someone who came up appearing to be a, a joe citizen a joe joe schmo and paid this guy to, to take this cell phone into a particular inmate because they were used the fbi was using him to give tabs and to testify against the sheriff's department for excessive use of force anyway it, it, it got into a big investigation the it, it was just politics jesse it was a it was a kind of a i hate this like a pissy match on both sides mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the the sheriff should have he was playing hardball with the feds and and they won and a lot of the uh a lot of people suffered because of it so it, it, but now looking at how dirty the fbi is you know um man was it was that going on back then i have to think probably so the uh the, the the attorney that filed the case for the, in the, on the federal side of it, Andre Bassett or Andre no Andre Barat Bassett is the same in Canada, but Barat he he ended up because of that Obama appointed him as a federal judge, so that was his little uh, uh, reward his reward his reward yeah, so that when Obama's involved in it it makes me think this is all corrupt you know, so what do you think? That's right. Yeah, that's the, uh, Ruben, here's again, if people want to know from a Catholic perspective, what is politics all about? Yeah. Uh, for, for Catholics, we've always taught that politics is, is necessary, obviously. Because the word politics, it's a Greek word that means city or, or, or citizen. Uh, that's the root of the word. And so if you're a citizen in a city, you're involved in politics, whether you know it or not. But politics in the Catholic worldview is is the proper management of the life of a city because and and God wants good men that are interested in this work and good women as well so that's what politics is in catholicism it's the management of the life of the city but again to enter politics we have to remember that Jesus calls us to serve one's brothers which means to forget oneself and take on the mantle of a servant too many people uh, become politicians for all the wrong reasons just to line up their pockets and their bank accounts. But in the Catholic Church's understanding of politics, it's, it's a demanding path of a life of service, a life of charity, a life of charity based on, on basically on, 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 that, on the call to serve others. So again, to enter politics is to serve one's brothers, which means you forget yourself and you take on the mantle of the servant and uh, a, a good Catholic politician wants to bring good management into the life of his city or county. 
Mm. That, that's the Catholic overview. And the church, by the way, is a supernatural institution. The church and, and, and the government is a natural institution. And so the church has spiritual authority, especially when it comes to calling, you know, balls and strikes like an umpire. That's right. That's wrong. Abortion's wrong. Homosexual marriage is wrong. These are the balls and strikes. The Catholic Church is like the umpire. The Catholic Church doesn't get into policy issues. The church has no authority to tell you to vote for prop this, prop that, prop this. Uh, pr- you know, those are policy issues that you have to decide on your own as an American citizen. But when it comes That's to right. those issues that touch on morality, yeah, the church calls balls and strikes like an umpire. Yeah. And but for those who don't understand what's the big deal, I think Blessed Charles de Foucault said, said it best. He said, we must stand up for the right of our neighbor who is suffering from injustice. We must defend them all the more vigorously because we see Jesus present in them. Surely this is our duty because of our love for others for his sake. We have no right to be sleeping watchmen or dumb watchdogs. Whenever we see evil, we must sound the alarm. Man, that's that's beautifully said. Um, and so we see injustice. We're pointing this out um, to you, the listeners, because we see this injustice going on. We have to stand together. Or to, to, together, we're stronger than, you know, one man. You know, Jesse went out there and sounded the bullhorn. It's not going to be as effective as, as if we're all rallied behind him. And... Uh, and we speak the truth, truth to, truth to power. Ruben, there's a good book that's worth reading if, if people want to get a grasp of what America needs to to reboot itself. It's written by a friend of ours. His name's Timothy Gordon. He's actually a lawyer. Tim's a, oh, yeah. he's a lawyer. He's also getting his Ph.D. in Thomistic philosophy. But the book is called A Catholic Republic. It's called yeah. Why America Will Perish Without Rome. And in this book, Tim argues quite convincingly that unless we go back to first principles, to Catholic moral principles, uh, that this country is is doomed uh, to go to go by the wayside like other uh, like other world powers have in times past, Rome, Greece, and others. America will be nothing but a, a, a P.S. on the ash heap of history if we don't go back to first principles, which is one nation under God, liberty, and uh, E pluribus unum for many one. Amen. So remember, get out there and vote. Uh, you know, here in LA County, uh, well, not I'm not in LA County anymore, but uh, where the sheriff is running, it's almost a referendum against him because of the powers to be that want to throw him out. So uh, I'm uh, wow. Pull, I'm pulling for him, and um, it, the latest uh, poll showed he was behind uh, his, his competitor. That's not good. So, well, up next, very mature hands on apologetics. As for the rest of you, may the Lord bless us and keep us safe and shine his face upon us and be with us and be gracious to us and be kind to us. We'll see you next, next Christ time. Next, uh, yep. We are EOW, end of watch. We're out.